aliens are among us, and one of them splashed into the Arabian Sea way back in 1989. Follow this podcast as I track her travels and travails as she makes way through human society and learns more about us. Hi guys, we're back. This is Polly and Kale, and we're back with a new episode of our podcast. And today, we're gonna talk about something that everyone's talking about right now, but nobody's doing. And that is... Work. <laughs> Wrong, but yeah, we should do a podcast about WFH as well. But something slightly more exciting. What could it be? What could it be? It's a riddle. Daily baths. <laughs> <laughs> um, slightly more exciting. Okay. Travels. Let's cut the cheese. We are talking about travel, guys. We are going to discuss a travel stories, um, our need to travel, and how depressed we are without it. So, tell me, Costa, how do you feel being stuck at home for more than six or seven months and not being able to even go out for a weekend getaway? I'm beginning to like this new lifestyle. I think I'll put down roots, like literally start growing roots, making my own oxygen. (laughs) Running all the travel programs on television and just (laughs) deluding myself that I am there on the train journeys. Right. So pretty good. How about you? Uh, well, I, you know, if I were living in a place that was um, a little more picturesque, that was a little more um, pleasing to the eye, maybe I wouldn't miss it as much. But because we live in such a, um, I mean, for the la- for lack of a better word, or like, I don't want to mince my words, but this is a truly ugly city we live in. And it's really breaks my heart to not be able to uh, be in a place that's uh, slightly more uh, that's just slightly more livable and uh, pretty and calming and uh, slightly more uh, in the midst of nature Hmm. but then this is not about travel anymore right it is about where you aspirationally want to live no, I'm saying in the in the current context, mm. I wouldn't miss travel as much if it were that. Okay. But other than that, of course, like even if I were living in the most beautiful place on earth, uh, humans wa- love to wander and humans love to travel. So of course you want to and I yeah. want to. Well, humanity's move out of Africa was pretty much some guy saying, you know what? I'll come back in a few months, mom, and disappearing forever. <laughs> exactly. So it's 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 a tough time, and just to curb people's travel has really, I'm sure, taken a huge toll on a lot of people's psyche. So, mm-hmm. but 
what is it about travel that you enjoy the most no you've taken away my question so i was about to say you know nowadays everywhere you go whether it's bio data of vloggers bloggers on dating sites or curriculum series everywhere a big big hobby or interest hobby or interest is, is travel. travel or wanderluster or <laughs> you know uh. explorer <laughs> so these terms are so frequent so it's uh, i really wonder what people actually mean when they say they like to travel yeah so you should start with answering it yourself what what do you enjoy about it is it is it the place is it the is it the thrill is it something internal hmm. is it uh, the people like you can't tell me everything you have to tell me like the highlight so for me one highlight is of course the food but this is a more uh, recent addition right it's not that uh, earlier my travels i would travel even when we were traveling within the country and the cuisine wasn't that varied or it was something we were familiar with over there it was about you know getting away from your uh, usual routine for a, f- a fun outing with your family you know, uh, uh history i like to see you know uh, historical places and archaeological finds or learn a bit about the history of how the place came the place to be came to be or how it's evolved so differently from what you usually see and about hotel stays about not having to make dinner or do the same regular homework because those were the few times when you were excused from the regular duties that you had to do and it's the same as an adult as well is mm. a few times where you are dissociated from all your regular duties or your regular responsibilities right so yeah that uh, it isn't just about you know so i'm not sure if i am of the ilk where i would travel throughout the year and be fine with because then traveling will become a chore yeah where you have to carry the rest of the life along right how about you when you write down wanderlust on your profile uh, firstly i have never used that hashtag in my entire life on this planet and i hope i don't because i think it's very pretentious uh, but uh, if you ask me the one thing i travel for it would be um i'd say uh, the feeling of being completely immersed or captivated by something uh, unknown or uh, unseen before or never seen before uh, like you're completely arrested by the splendor or of something uh, beautiful or something out of the world like because it's not been part of your regular world anything that's slightly different uh, can completely stun you and i think that's uh, my main motivation to uh, sort of explore or travel is just to be stricken by awe or stricken by 
the beauty of something and you know there's no coming back from it like the path you take after you've been struck by awe and beauty is uh, you sort of forge a completely new path so it's i think it's that it's it's more internal of course the external is what stimulates how you feel but i think it's more the feeling that i run after than the place itself so but i think you also like interacting with people quite a bit right yeah i'm saying if i had to pick the one reason like my top reason it would be that secondly of course i am a huge chatterbox and i love chatting to strangers i love it you so new gossip so <laughs> yeah like how do they live how do they flirt how do they uh, just lead their lives it's so exciting you know and they look different like every country you go to everyone's so different looking in your it's uh, it's it's so entertaining it like totally you're just entertained through and through when you go to another place the smells the food smells different the people serving you are you know their body language is so different from what the waiters in your city are and uh, everything even the bad experiences feel like never before bad experiences you know <laughs> i think i'll leave them. i'll do without those <laughs> Yeah, it's not the kind you'd have in your own city. It's like a completely different kind of a bad experience which is uh I love everything about travel except the dirty bits which is maybe taking the train or you know I don't like that sort of kind of travel. I enjoy that. I actually enjoy traveling from point to point. Like taking the bad trains. I'm not saying the nice. I I would rather say I'm more excited by the adventure. getting from a to b <laughs> like uh, you know doing something so i think i have i have more fun on uh, travels where i do something actively correct you are more of the adventure I, traveler more, yeah where i am exploring like you know not not if someone gives me a curated ticket to do a tour of the most interesting area on earth i would be regretting every single day of the journey oh because okay. that sanitized version where everything is done and i'm just like sitting and looking through a <laughs> window and you know having this extremely curated food experience or cultural outreach experience that would be the shittiest thing for me to do okay so when i travel i'm like okay let's down and dirty down to it let's yeah Uh, figure out how to travel like the locals go through the cheap way not because you can't afford it but more because that's part of the adventure for me or when you get there do a trek or do something at sporty you know like something which gets you in hmm like something uh, where you bring your physicality to it yeah, yeah. hmm i see i i don't care so much about adventure to be honest i'm the exact opposite <laughs> i would love to somebody give me a curated itinerary please Should I just put you just in a piggy bank? <laughs> Carry you around. Yeah, no, I remember you telling me about your South America trip and I was just 
aghast. I mean, the kind of rushed itinerary, trekking one day, swimming in the evening, and then going to the desert in the next morning, it was just, I mean, I don't understand that sort of travel at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sure it's thr- it's a thrill for some. I think boys all, I think there's a difference between uh, a lot of times, I don't want to sound sexist, but boys and girls probably travel differently. Yeah, I think women face enough dangers on their day-to-day <laughs> life <laughs> to go seeking for more. We have done all their... Uh, they have done all their thrills. Yeah, thrill seeking happens daily for yeah. women. <laughs> That's why men have to go all the way to the Chalo jungles and the Let's mountains. Let's <laughs> We are like, oh my god, I'm not going to survive after 10 p.m. Let me run home. <laughs> that is a thrill for us. But you also have an interesting way of travel. You give away all instructions, all means of getting information and just... Oh, yeah. That's my... Uh, that's how I meet people That's how you, on, you adventure. By just yeah, so blindly I, walking into an adventure. <laughs> I don't use the internet. I don't use the phone. Um, I don't use any sort of GPS. Like, of course, if I don't use internet, I have not, no means of checking anything out. So I uh, pretend like um, the Abla Nari, uh, which is the damsel in distress. And uh, I go around uh, with a big, lugging this big suitcase and pretending like I have no clue what I'm doing, which is kind of the fact. Uh, And then uh, a lot of people come and help me out. And uh, that's how I experience the country pretty much. How else are you going to do it? You're not going to go and bag it in people's doors and say, hi, you know, be my friend. So I think it works the best. It's, of course, very painful because you're often just roaming around in circles. Uh, but um, it's worth it, definitely. What does your husband have to say about this style of traveling and how that's going to play he's, out in the future? Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, he's very clinical about this whole travel thing. Like, he plans and everything's on put laid out on GPS. He won't even stop the car to ask someone for direction in a foreign country, which is just beyond my understanding. I don't... I don't see why, if you're in another country, you would shy away from, you know, mingling with them and figuring things out through their help or with their help. So, why do you do that? Like, why do you want to not mingle with anyone, figure everything out yourself? Hmm? Hmm. Why? more efficient but you're not traveling to be efficient you do that at work sure but you're not even I don't feel the need to intentionally dumb down or dull down the senses to you know travel like if you want to in, you know, be uh, There's no... pushing the boundaries you push the boundaries beyond your limitations not you don't tone down your limitations and then no it's not about limitations i mean come on before the internet people mm-hmm. you're telling me people didn't travel this is exactly how people travel they were asking people for help strangers were helping them we just saw the documentary today where literally every 
two days their car would break down and somebody would come and help them out and that's just how people have traveled all these years yeah i would say yes uh, but i don't want to you know ask for help when it is in my capability to do something but when I you are do, abroad i do ask for help when it goes outside of my capability. but when you are abroad often times you don't have internet i mean it's not something you have yes and then you we have do to ask. then we do i do ask people i just like i don't intentionally like switch off my internet and then <laughs> start asking people where it's to. not about switching off it's just that your phone is not enabled with international roaming mm. Like we didn't do any. Uh, we didn't. You have to go out of your way mm-hmm. to buy a new SIM card. We didn't do any of that in South America, by the way. I think you uh, were well appraised, appraised of that fact. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then, tell me, out of okay, you have travelled uh, to many, many countries. I think. Every continent, almost you've travelled, right? Other than maybe Australia and whatever Antarctica. Uh, Australia, you've been in Africa, Asia, Five. Europe, South America, North America. Yeah, Five but continents. in some of the continent, maybe just like. But touched. whatever you've been to every continent. But that's not my question. My question is, which what has been just okay? But okay, uh, in terms of scenic, scenic beauty. only what has yes. been your uh, best uh, country and in terms of uh, food and culinary experiences what has been the best it's a hard mix right if you talk of raw and scenic beauty right a uh, scenic raw scenic beauty so <coughs> it de- it depends which places you choose in a particular country like south american countries were amazingly beautiful when you went it was they had vast stretches of untouched land and same is the case with the himalayas in india or if you go to tibet or i am asking you one country don't you, you can't go around in circles mm-hmm. okay so i'd say the tour it's i guess it could be because it's the freshest in my mind but we had done this uh, tour <coughs> in the bolivian salt flats hmm. for 2 3 days that place was amazing the you you're saying the best you've ever seen as i said it's probably it's also probably driven by the fact that this you is know it's funny latest. because i i'll tell you i did an instagram poll uh and asked people what their favorite travel destination was and everyone said mostly i got uh, southern europe i got uh, asia and i got uh, the northern himalayan uh, region of india uh, which is a popular opinion and i think a lot of people uh, not surprising as indians to pick these places but there was barely any indians ever traveled to south america yeah. but i have one friend who lives in canada and for them it's easier to travel down to south america so she was the only one who said that um, she's also very well traveled because she lives in canada she was a second person who told me that the best place she's been to is the bolivian salt flats in the world and you're probably the other person who's telling me that but, but, but what makes it so gorgeous like i would just imagine it's just white 
planned. So it, it wasn't just a one day thing, right? So the salt flats was just a few hours of like the first start of the trip. It was there's a huge national park over there which I the flamingos with the flamingos and the high altitude water fresh water and salt water lakes and the amazingly clear skies where the whole sky was shimmering it it was almost as if it was doing a disco dance with mm. uh, uh, with all the starlight twinkling that was the first time i remember seeing stars twinkling Hmm. I have I have maybe I saw saw it in way back in childhood when you know light pollution was very less in India and you had hmm. <laughs> blackouts hmm. but since then I don't remember seeing that so the whole experience was amazing and it's the freshest in my mind okay I'm pretty sure if you ask this question from a completely neutral standpoint it might change it might be very different right? and uh, from yeah. a culinary point of view I'm conflicted between Vietnam and Japan. I think if I ignore the familiarity with Vietnam, I would say Japan, the one place where every meal was amazing. Like any meal, any food was awesome. And especially because it's not something that in the Indian palate is very accustomed to, mm-hmm. it would not be a lot of people's first pick. Possible, which is why uh, new, maintaining neutrality is hard. How do you decide? across so many different choices and tastes which is the best right right yeah but what about you oh, okay let's forget about let's not talk of uh, food and places uh, which place did you that you visited was the best for you in terms of the people you met and the experience you had um best uh, hands down italy i have had the time of my life in italy mm-hmm. the people are uh, as a tourist of course i don't know how it would be to settle there because i heard some horror stories from indians who ha- are working there about racism and you know uh, all of that but of course that's everywhere so uh it in terms of people i think they're very friendly very warm uh, very much like indian people just slightly cleaner and uh, <laughs> the the grannies there really reminded me of my own granny just standing outside their houses and screaming and you know the kids and uh, the kids were not overly protected like uh, in a lot of maybe northern european or american country uh, states and other countries they were just they were just running around they were just talking to strangers they were jumping in uh, fountains and the parents were just you know chilling with their friends drinking wine after wine and eating those uh, uh, appetizers all evening the they, it was they seemed like a country which was um, where people knew how to enjoy themselves you know and they showed the people who came there what it is like to live well and enjoy your life and eat well and get drunk so mm. i think it Bella, was ciao 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 <laughs> <laughs> so i think in terms of place and in terms of a vibe uh, italy is uh, 
the the best like the best country in the world for a traveler for sure okay all right so one last topic perhaps before we sign off what's going to be the first travel destination post lockdown india aspirational aspirational so it could be anywhere in the world so yeah like india is not aspirational because you know you can just go there any any time within india then it's not that easy to get to every part of it no of course it is it's not so hard but i'm i'm thinking if it's a uh, it's aspirational would be you know something that you know slightly harder to get to yeah. so i'm going to uh, say it from that point of view uh, <laughs> this is a very tough question because so many places are having exactly. been exactly it's like asking the question which is the best one best but still uh holidays are limited uh i this is very difficult pick one see asia is not on my list because again it's easy to get to um africa not on my list yet because it's too hot uh america's too far uh australia not interested why do i feel uh, you're eliminating everything till you reach italy again <laughs> no no uh so the only thing that that remains is europe but within europe i am very conflicted on which part So I'm I'm going to also the Mediterranean because I have a an idea of what it's like I'm going to even discard the Mediterranean. So I am probably going to say northern Europe like mm-hmm. Denmark, Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, no, Scandinavia. I'm I'm saying aspirational would be northern Europe. Northern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What about you? Aspirationally? I'd say Portugal. Okay, why? Good food, I've heard great things, good weather. and maybe even Fine. northern africa like morocco algeria uh, tunisia so either northern europe or northern africa oh i'm not quite certain of the political climate in north africa but yeah we are talking aspirationally so why not yeah so you have only one country portugal at the moment otherwise i have a lot of places in mind but it was a question of one ask one choice okay if i if you're saying one choice then i'd say uh, okay scratch uh, europe europe is also not, not the as aspirational as africa northern africa so i'd say maybe a tunisia tunisia yeah and lockia joy lockia joy okay <laughs> let's plan it out <laughs> let's take yes. our covid vaccines and head off <laughs> for a jobless <laughs> vacation but okay but before we close tell me the one type of uh, place like you wouldn't want to go to like you're done with it you i mean even if you don't see it for the rest of your life it's fine 
I don't think I have those. I don't think that I would want to eliminate any place so, like that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Perhaps uh, those places which I have visited and travelled to extensively, I wouldn't want to repeat them. But that's more because I would want to see other places, not because you know I would be like bored or fed up of them. Hmm. Right? Because even even if you think of the place where you live, even that changes over the course of time, right? So there'll always be some new experiences and travel again. One part is about, let's say, the history or the museums. But another part is always about the travel, the company you are in, the experience that you have, and that will keep changing. It doesn't matter even if it's the same place. Hmm. Yeah. Which is why you, uh, I think, you go to Calcutta every year, or used to go to Calcutta every year. Ah, I still do actually. And it's hmm. not like you get bored of it, right? Because it's a different set of things you are looking at for that travel. Yeah. So yeah, it's all just about adding more travel destinations than eliminating ones which you don't want to go to. Right. So, are there any like travel tips that you like for somebody who's uh, maybe traveling for the first time? What would you tell him or her? One thing. If you are an adult, let your parents go on their. Second honeymoons and travel by yourself. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. Stop traveling. Even by. girls, like they. Uh, I mean, I remember this one time. I was in Rishikesh. I, I was alone, and uh, of course, I had gone for different reasons. But uh, I was still alone for about ten days there, and I remember we were at a. And Rishikesh is in India, which is my own country. and we were at a cafe by the ganges me and i met another girl there and the both of us were chilling at the cafe and there were some israelis for some reason i don't know they come and just chill in the himalayas all these israelis yeah so there were these this israeli couple they came and sat next to us and uh, the girl got talking to us and she said uh, that you know i'm so glad that uh, she asked are you guys are you guys girls single and we were like yeah and then she's like you know this is pretty much the first time i'm seeing indian girls traveling by themselves and it's uh, really nice to see that things are changing or it's happening so i mean it's harder i think as indian girls to, for mm-hmm. parents to let them travel alone even if it's their own country yeah. but i definitely think you should have that fight and head out because you know we miss out on a lot if we don't yeah and it's been a hard ask right from the times of ddlj and i think <laughs> ddlj i think scared a lot of parents from sending their girls out alone <laughs> thinking that they are going to get a shahrukh khanish boy or some <laughs> ugly version of it back home <laughs> so yeah Yeah, that literally doesn't happen. Yeah. When you go abroad, you realize that Indians always travel with their families. Yes. There are no boy boy gangs traveling, or very few that at least you won't cross paths with. I them. think boy gangs have become very frequent now, but girls hardly ever. And even in places, you would go to the most awkward places, like you'd be at a 
पटाया बीच और फुकेट बीच इन थाईलैंड दैट बी दिस मिडिल एज्ड अंकल आंटी विद देयर लाइक फुली ग्रोन टीनेज सन एंड डॉटर वॉकिंग थ्रू दोज dubious streets <laughs> yeah. with the kids pretending not to be able, not to be able to see anything beyond yeah, two meters the maximum asians indians you will see is yeah. in all the cd asian CD, countries the, the auntie completely oblivious <laughs> to everything somehow and the uncle ji like perspiring and like i how do i, how do I explain that i made <laughs> business trips to this place to my wife after this i have to tell you this one really funny story so i have a uh, like a cousin so uh, the son daughter mom and dad for their first trip from uh, our house had gone to thailand okay this was their first uh, trip abroad and uh, the son was in college about 1920 daughter was maybe 15 16 Auntie, uncle. Before they left, they were in the brightest and the best of spirits. You know, very excited and all that. And they left. They sort of had a stayover at our house and left. When they came back, it just seemed like all of them were not talking to each other. And then we took them aside. I asked, "What happened?" And he and the guys like, "I don't like this kind of, you know, this type of a." travel this type of a holiday it was so demeaning there were so many disgusting things happening around me this is sick. and you know he acted like you know he was aghast by what he saw and he's like i can't believe my dad would plan such a such a trip for all of us oh wait it was the t- teenage son yeah. saying all this yeah a 19 or 20 year old kid yeah. who was so oblivious to the Yes. Facts. So I don't know whether it was just a show for all of us or whether so he was very, genuinely affronted. But I I remember it was a very like they went in a very different mood and they came back with a very different mood. So it was very confusing. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was the first and last trip those kids took with their family. Yeah, we have taken a trip to Mauritius too, right? Yeah, yeah but that's not as CD, you know. I mean, not uh, CD, but it's the same. I'm not talking of CD. It's always like an awkward combination. It was very awkward because when I went there, also I uh, was more than just an adult. I was maybe 25 or 26. And <laughs> so you lost your husband on the way there, and. <laughs> So it was me, and I don't even have siblings, so it's worse because I'm just stuck in the same room with my parents for ten days. It's so oh in the same God. bed. <laughs> you should have at least taken a separate room in Mauritius and left your parents. Some. <laughs> I remember in the Peace evening there was nothing to do after six, right? So we would all sit. and watch uh, yashraj movies in on tv there and by 9 9:30 we were all like passed out this and uh, it was really embarrassing because every single person indian person of my age there had come with their husbands it was honeymoon season or something Mar- mauritius is always honeymoon season for indians 
okay ha then wherever we went it was only and only indians and the girls in shorts mehndi red bangles and love bites and the guys in like this cap this big dslr <laughs> shoes shorts <laughs> and all these girls are doing these poses with their hat on the beach with their hat on the hips and i remember we did this one uh, trip on a, in the, like a um, day day tours and um, a whole bunch of honeymooners were on that day tour with us and there was this one couple who used to go to these far away places to take photos you know where yeah, no, one, no else. one else is around so each time the bus would have to wait for an extra 15 20 minutes just to go find where these two have gone and they used to go to these really ugly couple to sad sad to say but they would just find these nooks and just disappear and i don't know what the hell they were doing there but it was truly disgusting bank at every stop <laughs> i did not go for any holidays and oh no of course i went to bhutan please don't gloss <laughs> over your adventures adult adventures with the parents <laughs> but it's awkward like god we should not be traveling with your parents after 20 it's just <laughs> truly awkward i think that's the only advice to be given to adult indians Yeah. Do that once you are fully grown with your spouse and you know you're taking it as two separate couples. Don't do it like mom dad and kid kind of trips anymore. But maybe if you have a sibling it's better, right? It's it's still weird like travel with your siblings. Just travel with your siblings. Get out of that shadow of the wings, of the, you know, protective wings of your parents right. And it's also awkward with Indian parents because then you go to beaches. That's the most awkward because your mom and dad are in like sarees and stuff, and then on the other hand, you have like women in like itsy bitsy bikinis, men in speedos, and it's such a conflict of. It's very conflicting. Like you don't know what the right thing yeah. to do in the situation is. You have to curb all your. Um, what do you call it? Regular, I would say. genuine reactions or what you would want to do you would want to get into the beach as well right you would want to spend maybe time swimming or doing something or just sitting down with a beer which again would be pretty much impossible with parents around who are like chalo khane ka time and yeah parents like as soon as if you see indian parents mm. as soon as they go to a place they like chalo chalo ho gaya yes, yes, done, done 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 we have reached the beach <laughs> let's have chalo, let's, chalo, let's we have reached the beach let's have lunch <laughs> lunch ha chalo we have seen the beach <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a indian parent thing for sure okay i think we've exceeded <laughs> beyond the 20 minute limit we have an audience of zero so i don't think it matters <laughs> we could speak for 2 3 hours and upload it and our audience count would not change <laughs> so but yeah let's stop for the yeah we'll okay pick up travel again on a different note okay then all right then adios see you again on another episode of our podcast bye bye good night